New on Curiosity Stream, how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series Connections returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Want a holiday gift your employees or clients will actually love? Send them gourmet peanuts from Hubbard Peanut Company. Hubs Peanuts is a family-owned company that's been making high-quality, delicious peanuts and sending them to every corner of the globe since 1954. Order some of Hub's plain, salted, or chocolate-covered peanuts in a special gift tin for the perfect gift for your friends, employees, clients, or even yourself. Visit hubspeanuts.com. That's H-U-B-S peanuts.com. psyched about Chesterkin being our uh, franchise goalie going forward or are you uh, still a little dead? No, I like him, yeah. Yeah, me too. I was following the numbers in Russia when he was over there and everything and it was a similar track to Henrik when he came over you know, from Sweden. I was following him in the Olympics and everything and all psyched when he got here, so I'm psyched for Igor. Yeah, they got a good future. They just need to get some of these bad contracts off the books. Yeah. Realize the had is unmuted. Good afternoon, Osmo hockey fans. What's going on, everybody? Bit of a different look for you on our uh, Monday strategy show. You got me, but I'm in a different role hosting this time around. And uh, you've got your uh, pal Josh Harris here. So uh, Josh is going to take us through all the analysis. And uh, we appreciate everybody who's uh, hanging out with us. Uh, looks like a smaller crowd than uh, we're used to some uh, for summer hockey season with everything else going on. But uh, we're here. We're dug in. And uh, we're definitely going to uh, go through these games same way we always do. So Starting out a little bit late, but uh, I think we've got uh, plenty of time to cover all the different uh, contests here. As you guys know, uh, we're brought to you by uh, Jock Market for the hockey show. So uh, those guys are turning uh, daily fantasy sports into a stock exchange. We'll get into a little bit of a deeper read, but check them out when you get a chance. And uh, hit the like and subscribe before we get started. Make sure you subscribe to all our different uh, feeds and you get the notifications when those come up. Hit the like button. Helps us out a lot. So uh, that'd be great. And if you guys are uh, fans of the shows and you don't get a chance to catch it live, you like to take your dog for a walk, go for a jog, go to the gym, all these different things while you're shopping, whatever, download our podcasts, check us out on podcast, everything except for the live before lock shows gets uploaded as pods. You guys can check them out wherever you want, whenever you want at your convenience. Bill Simmons and Joe Rogan don't need your downloads. We need your downloads. We need your five-star reviews guys. So get in there. Give us a review on one of the podcasts. Uh, hit it up with your Twitter handle or your email address. You'll be eligible to win a free week of Awesome All Plus Platinum. We'll be awarding one winner every Friday. Reviews will be eligible to win for up to a year. So get in there, download the podcasts, give us a five-star review, tell us how much we rock, and you'll try and, uh, we'll try and win you something. 
getting into it. Uh, that was the plugs. Josh, what's going on, man? How are you? I probably should have said that and said hi to you before I dove into the plugs. I'm still getting used to the hosting thing. It's all right. No, I'm, I'm doing good. It's a nice uh, Monday afternoon in Jersey for both of us. We're both Jersey boys. So uh, this yeah, is right a voyage together. Um, it was funny because early in the season, people were like, oh, it's Josh's dad. And I thought, I was like, that's weird because like no one knows who I am. And then I realized they're talking about Josh Angleman and not <laughs> me. Josh, right, right. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, that's been a thing that I have not been able to shake pretty much all year long since that first came up and <laughs> feel it's going to follow me for a while. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is, this is an interesting slate. It's, it's crazy. Cause like normally there's not much hockey left when baseball season starts. So now baseball's in full swing. Hockey's uh, still going strong. So it, it's good. So if you're a hockey player and you want to get into MLB, you never played before, there is a lot of comparisons. I'm not saying it's super similar, but, you know, there's so much baseball content now. So if, if you're interested in getting into baseball, it's very similar to NHL. So you could just hop into those baseball shows and probably pick up, pick up some stuff real quick and give it a shot. Yeah, absolutely. And for people out there, just, you know, we'll take a quick aside on that. For people out there who are thinking about it, you know, what is it to you in terms of, uh, going from NHL to baseball that stays similar? Is it about the stacking? Do goalies correlate to like pitching? Like how do you, how do you think, think it through in your mind? Just take, take a minute on it. Yeah. So like baseball, you don't really have like lines per se, like hockey, but you want to stack the lineup. The more you stack, the more correlated you are. And then, you know, like on DraftKings when you're playing baseball. So if, if you tell about goalies in NHL, you basically have to plug in two <laughs> in baseball but, you know, there's, you know, it's a little bit different, you know, with ownership, like something just tonight, Jacob deGrom going to mm-hmm. be obviously chalk, but it's something you may want to eat. And then you have a cheap chalk pitcher like Rodon, where maybe you want to fade him because his ownership is just so crazy. So it's, it's a little bit different from goalie to pitcher aspect because goalie, you don't really worry about ownership too much. Pitchers, very similar to goalies, but ownership, you kind of have to take into account. But the more you stack the more correlated, the higher ceiling you have. And that, that it's the similarities are MLB, NHL like that. So yeah, obviously you can't, you know, stack like five guys on each team, but in hockey, you do like a three, three MLB. You can, you could do a three, three, two, but you could do like a four, three, one, a five, two, one, something like that. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. And it's, you know, that similarity between the event-based sports where something, you know, it's not going to be a rate plus time equals production kind of a thing. Like we see in basketball, it's the same as in hockey where we're getting a couple goals a game baseball. You're getting a couple hits a game, couple runs a game. So very similar, the rising tide effect where, you know, one guy scores, the other guy had the assists. You had two assists on the play, similar in baseball guys on second base after hitting a double, he got the points for the double, but he's also going to get points for the run when the guy behind him hits a home run and that guy gets points for the run the rbi the home run etc cetera, etc cetera. so very similar uh, strategies and uh, yeah they correlate pretty well to one another but we're here to talk about hockey guys so uh let's dig into this one we've got uh kicking it off uh, first game of the night the uh pretty good one uh canadians uh, it's uh edmonton oilers uh 2.9 implied goals 46 percent chance to win against the at the montreal canadiens 3.18 implied goals uh 5.5 percent chance of the win Oilers coming in second in the North, uh, 23-14 and 147 points in 38 games. Canadians fourth in the North, 16-9 and 9, 41 and 34. Um, what are you liking in this one in terms of uh, in terms of the lines? We've got uh, the big line uh, at the top there with Edmonton, a couple of really good lines on that team. And then uh, 
The Canadians come in with uh, the Tatar Dano Gallagher line, Perry Suzuki Anderson, Drew Install, and Toffoli. Uh, on the Oilers side, it was uh, Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, and Pujajari, uh, Calhoun, Dreisaitl, and Yamamoto. And then we've got the third line, uh, Archibald, Haas, and Cassian. What are we liking on, uh, on these guys? Yeah, so the first thing you notice is Montreal, Eric Stahl, he's making his season debut for the Canadians after the trade, which is funny because he had an 18 no trade in the Canadians – were on the list and he had to waive the trade. So how bad was it in Buffalo for him to waive and go to Montreal where he's going to make <laughs> less money because the taxes are crazy. But the first thing, you know, obviously you have a Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, Pooley, line, which is an elite line. Um, and, you know, we talk about these elite lines, like the McDavid line, the Colorado ones, the Boston ones, Pittsburgh ones, something like that. They're kind of matchup proof, but they're going into one of the best five on five lines in hockey. And it's hard to know Gallagher. So if you want to play Edmonton one, I think that's perfectly fine. Um, looking at their ownership on DraftKings right now, you know, they're a little bit chalky for their matchup. So for me in one to three lineups, I'm probably going to look elsewhere uh, just because I don't want to pay, you know, well, you can pay the price. I just don't want to have that ownership going into an elite five on five. Now, that being said, Edmonton does take a lot of penalties. Their penalty kill isn't, isn't very good. And Jake Allen's in that. So it does make some sense, uh, but again, if I was MMEing, I would definitely have some one to three. They may not make the final cut. So with Deneau going into McDavid, that kind of takes me off Montreal one here just because I don't like going into McDavid just because their offensive numbers are so good. So you start going down the lineups here. So you have Cahoon, Drysaddle, Yamamoto going into Perry, Suzuki, Anderson. And, you know, that Edmonton two line isn't very good defensively, uh, but – Josh Anderson's now off the power, top power play unit because Eric Stahl's on the top power play unit. Mm-hmm. But you don't really stack Montreal for the power play, so I think you can go to the second line. I know Corey Perry isn't great, he, but he is super cheap at 2700 The ownership's in check. I think you can go to them as um, a stack. And then I really like this third line. I think it's going to be pretty popular just because Drew N and Stahl are super cheap. They're 6100 combined on, on uh, DraftKings to Foley 6700 uh, you know, their ownership for a third line is pretty high coming in around six, 7%, but they fully correlate on the top power play and they're going to get the bottom six of the Edmonton Oilers, which is very poor defensively. And Mike Smith is in that. Uh, so I, I really like this third line. I don't think I'm going to be alone here. Uh, so in this game on the Montreal side, I think that third line is my favorite. If you want to go to the second line, I think that's fine. I think the first line in MME makes a little bit of sense. Uh, just because they're similarly priced to that third line, they won't be as high owned on the Edmonton side. I think, you know, Edmonton one obviously makes sense, uh, makes more sense. If you're building the more lineups you build, the more it makes sense. Um, and then if you want to get in some pieces of that second line or an Edmonton power play stack, I think that is fine as well. I like it. Yeah. It's uh, you know, you get that Edmonton one line, uh, just, you know, one of the top ranked uh, teams on our top stacks tool. And uh, guys, by the way, uh, rankings in all our main sports are free today across the site. So uh, you can get some NHL rankings for free. Top stacks tool is not free, but it's one of the favorite, my favorite tools to go to on the site. Uh, It just gives you all the lines laid out and uh, looking at what the top lines are most likely to be in terms of uh, their probability of being in the top two uh, lines of the night. And then it pairs that with our ownership projections for the line. So you can get a nice feel for the leverage that you're getting out of each line. Uh, and we ranked that out for you as well. So that top Edmonton line ranks fourth currently. And then, yeah, to your point uh, with that, uh, with Montreal one going into uh, a bit of a defensive matchup, they get uh, 
they they rank down a little ways uh, down the page from Montreal one. You get Montreal two coming up uh, somewhat behind them. And then Montreal three is like sneaky right there. And they were one that jumped out to me for that power play correlation. And I assume that's what's got the ownership up. It kind of makes sense that uh, people are seeing fully correlated, pretty cheap line, uh, you know, that, uh, that they'll be able to go to there. Is that something, if you were going to Montreal three, would you play it almost exclusively as the power play line and work Weber into that? Or is that something you would roll out just as the three forwards? Well, it depends on your build, who you're going, who you're going to put in with them. If you're going to use like a Winnipeg one uh, with them or a, let's see, Vegas or a Colorado or a Toronto. It just depends on how chalky the secondary stack is. So I think like putting in Weber and getting those four actually makes sense because um, like if you're going to put in Winnipeg, like putting in Josh Morrissey is something I don't like to do. But if you are using Vegas and you want to get in Shea Theodore, I think that makes sense. So I think using this third line with Weber is actually a way to get a little bit different because I think with some of these more expensive lines with the power play quarterbacks, they're going to, that's going to be a more popular build. And they're just going to use that third line for Montreal as a filler. So if you put in the power play quarterback with that filler line, I think it becomes less popular. Yeah, it becomes it makes it become more of a, a focus line, I think, for you in your in your builds instead of like you said, you know, being a, a fill in line uh, around the edges with some of the others. Anything else on uh, on the blue line? Anything on the Oilers side of things that you like? Anything with uh, Barrier Nurse uh, in particular? Yeah, if you're going Edmonton one, any type of Edmonton power Edmonton power play, I think you can put in Barry if you need. Um, if you if you like Nurse better, I think he's a better one off. Uh, because I think Nurse can get there without Edmonton one getting there or power play getting there. If you need a punt, I think Adam, Adam Larson or Chris Russell makes sense. Uh, and then on the Edmonton side, if you need a min-price punt, Kulak makes sense. But other than that, I'm kind of off the defenseman. I like it. Yeah, ton of block shots for Larson. 104 on the year so far, 1925 uh, average ice time. Pretty nice there for uh, very, very small investment and like no ownership. All right, I think we hit that one pretty well. Anything on the goalies in this one? Any love for either uh, either side on the goaltenders? I mean, if you're correlating with Montreal, I think Jake Allen, if he's in, makes sense. He's 7,600. I think that price is fine for being at home. Um, Mike Smith, he looks like he's going to be pretty popular, which is kind of weird. Uh, I'm not a huge Mike Smith guy, so uh, if I was going to use Mike Smith, it'd be in a correlated lineup only. Makes sense. All right, moving on. We've got uh, matchup in the East. We've got uh, the Flyers, fifth in the East, uh, 39 points in 36 games, coming in with a 2.5. Four eight implied total, 41% chance to win. Taking on uh, the Boston Bruins at home. Bruins fourth in the East, 43 points in 34 games, 3.10 implied total, 61% chance to win for Boston. So a uh, little bit of a uh, more slanted contest in this one. Let me just pull it up on my screen here. So for the Flyers side of things, looks like we've got uh, pretty familiar lines. Uh, Van Riemsdyk, Couturier, and Farabee, uh, Konecki, uh, Giroux, and uh, Voracek. Uh, third line, Lawton, Hayes, and Patrick on the Bruins side of things. Marchand, Bergeron, and Smith up top. Uh, Richie, Krejci, and Pasternak. DeBrusque, Coyle, and uh, Sinishin. Sunshine. Your guess is good as mine. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling him Sunshine. That's what yeah. I'm going with. So uh, those are the top three lines on uh, on either side. Uh, we've got uh, Bruins, you know, very strong uh, puck possession team overall as a team, 53.36, uh, Corsi 4 percentage up and down the team, solid 91.4% save percentage as a team. On the other side of things, it's a little bit more toward league average and uh, puck possession with the Flyers, 50.82, uh, but only 88.4% uh, team save percentage. Looks like they've got Carter Hart going in goal tonight, 87% uh, save percentage on the year. 
a little bit ugly there for the uh, Flyers on the defensive side of things. They're 14th in the league with uh, 108 goals for, but 30th in the league with 129 goals against. So only uh, only second to, uh, I believe, the Ottawa Senators in uh, giving up goals. What do you like in this one? Uh, I assume uh, pretty heavy on the uh, Bruins side of things. Yeah, so they moved Pasternak down to that second line, I guess, because when they had the big three together, Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasternak, the secondary lines really were taking a beating. So I guess they're trying to fill out their lineup a little bit. They'd be a bit more competitive down the lineup. That being said, it kind of messes with DFS a little bit. Uh, Bergeron, Marshawn with Craig Smith going into the Couturier matchup. It kind of in one to three in a limited amount of lineups, it kind of takes me off both of these top lines. I don't like going into Bergeron. I don't like going into Couturier, but in MME, I think there's definitely there's, I mean, you can definitely go into Boston one here with Craig Smith there instead of Pasternak, you get, you know, over $5,000 savings and the ownership reflects that they're uh, they one of the more popular lines tonight. And I think, you know, not many people fear Couturier as much as they did in years past, just because, you know, he's injured. Uh, the Flyers goaltending has been bad. Their blue line has been bad. So Boston, this Boston one iteration certainly makes sense in MME. I think in a limited amount of lineups, I'm going to be, uh, off them in one to three but if i was getting into 20 to 150 i'd have at least some in mme and then you know couturier going into bergeron that kind of takes me off them there so you start going down the lineups i kind of like this boston second line richie Krejci and posternock you get richie and posternock on the top power play Krejci on the second power play they're not overly expensive uh richie and Krejci combined are 500 less than posternock so you're going to be spending in the 17s for the full line, but you get uh, you get some pretty decent uh, power play correlation. You're getting Claude Giroux at center, um, which is, you know, for as good as Claude Giroux's career has been, he's not really an NHL center anymore. He's best fitted on the wing. So I think you can take advantage of that there. I, I do like Boston too here. And then, you know, Jake DeBrusque is back after battling COVID. He said it was a mild case, but you truly don't know how a player is affected until he hits the ice. So I wish the bottom six of the Flyers was a, bit better like I don't like these iterations of their lines Lawton Hayes Patrick or Lindbaum uh Abe Kubel so if you want to have a little bit of the Flyers third line because Hayes and Patrick correlate on the power play I think that's fine but really this is an MME game for me with my favorite line in this game being Boston too yeah, that seems to uh, make sense. And a lot of that jibes with what I'm seeing on, uh, I was just scanning the top stacks board as you were going through that. And the thing that concerns me on uh, on the Boston lines is if you're going to them, yeah, I like the looks of, uh, of two and you're getting there, you know, fairly cheaply, uh, like you said, with the way they're constructed, but they're going to be owned like right around appropriate uh, in terms of their probability of being the top stack. So now you're talking about, do we want to pay up to, uh, or excuse me, uh, leverage up on that and really exceed the field in uh, how much do we want to dedicate into that line? So it's a little bit of a tricky spot. It's a spot we definitely want to pay attention to ownership. And, uh, you know, if they get start to get into that negatively leveraged territory, then we might want to start looking into some of these other stacks because they rank out they rank out well, but they're not one of the top, top lines. Um, they do have a pretty nice little jump over uh, like Vegas too here, though. So like they're the best of the they're either the bottom of the top tier or the very top of the next tier. They're in a really interesting spot uh, from a, a salary and a probability perspective. So that's a line to keep an eye on for sure as we uh, get through the day and uh, get into lock. On the uh, 
on the flyer side of things, if you were going to three at all, would it, would you be looking to pair guys off or would you be looking to go to the full line? Would it just be Hayes and Patrick because of the power play correlation, build them into something funky with uh, them as a pair, or were you looking to, uh, you know, potentially build out the full line of, uh, of three? Yeah. I mean, if you want to put in Lawton, I think that's fine, but really Hayes and Patrick are cheap enough. They're 6,800 as a duo. So if you're going to power play stack a team, I think that's a duo you can put in. They're going to be very low owned. If you're say you're, power play sack in Colorado you can fit them in there most likely and, and then I will say if you want to get if you want to get uh, a little bit funky with Boston I think you can power play stack them they're going to be very expensive but you know with the Flyers goaltending issues the defensive issues I think if you go back to old Boston one if you want or you want to do like a, a Pasternak Richie Marchand or Pasternak Richie Bergeron I think that's a way to get some of these higher owned uh, guys in a lower owned combo. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And uh, Flyers, you mentioned, uh, you know, I hit on the uh, the goals against, but uh, they're also 29th in the league with a 73.64% penalty kill. So yeah, if we get a couple power plays here for, uh, for the Boston side of things, this could get ugly fast. So makes sense to go to that, uh, that Boston power play. It's spread out a little bit across the lines though. That's the tricky part. Uh, you know, you get uh, pieces of two on three different lines, pieces of one on two different lines. So they're a little difficult to, uh, to get to. Would you look to, grab a couple of the forward pieces and then maybe one of the, uh, the blue liners with uh, either McAvoy or uh, Grizzlick. Yeah. I mean, if you want to use Grizzlick in correlated lineups, that's fine. I'm not huge on him. His price has come down a little bit, so it's a easier pill to swallow, but 4,800 for Matt Grizzlick as a one-off is no thanks for me, but obviously if you're correlating power play, it makes sense. Charlie McAvoy would be the one-off guy uh, for me. I really don't have any interest in the second or third pairs. And then on the, Fireside, I think, you know, Sanheim, Felipe Meyer makes sense if you want to run off a cheap guy or, you know, Provorov if you're correlating or Ghost if you're correlating. But really, I'm probably going to look elsewhere for defensemen. Yeah, Ghost, Ghost was the guy that just kind of jumped out because, you know, sub 1% ownership at almost no cost playing on the top power play line. It's at least a little intriguing, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, five, five goals, six assists on the year for 11 points. Not, not bad. So uh, only seeing 20 minutes of ice time. Well, it, not only, but uh, he's not the guy that I think he once was, I guess was uh, what I was trying to get at there. But uh, I think the price is right. And the ownership is right to, uh, to get to him. If you are looking at that Philly power play, anything else in this one, goaltenders, anything uh, along those lines, Dan Vlader and uh, Carter Hart. Yeah, I don't mind Vlader in correlated lineups. If you want to take a stab on Carter Hart, be my guest. I don't know if I'm going to be that brave tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that one takes a little bit of ball. So, All right, we'll move on to the next game. Before we do that, guys, uh, one more time, hit the like uh, down there. Hit the subscribe down there. They're down bottom of your screen there, a little bit below the video window. You know where to find them. Uh, We've got the Masters coming up this week. You you play any, uh, any DFS golf, Josh? I try to, I, uh, a lot more in the recent years, but, uh, I try to hit on the majors this, this around now. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I'm a big time majors fish. I'll, I'll get into those. And then, uh, it seems like during, you know, just regular PGA tour, like every Wednesday night, I'll be like, Oh yeah, I got to make sure I build some lineups. We've got all these great projections and everything on the site should be easy. And then I'm just asleep when things kick off, you know, eight, eight o'clock in the morning is just too early of a lock, you know, six o'clock, whatever these are. But uh, if you guys are planning on playing the masters, uh, it starts up on Thursday. We've got a great deal going on. You buy your first month of awesome plus golf. You get one free, you get one. This is a clunky written thing. I don't know who wrote this. Buy a month of golf, get it, get one month free 60 days. All right. Buy one, get one free on uh, two months of golf, right? 
Use the promo code Dustin. 60 days of awesome more golf for the price of 30 days, $29.95. It includes projections. It includes ownership projections. The top golfers tool, our lineup builder, all kinds of stuff. Covers the PGA Championship in May. Covers you for uh, the Masters. So you're getting two of the majors going on. So if you're a majors fish, stop being a fish. Get in here. Join Awesome O Plus. Get in here for two for one deal. Buy one, get one. Promo code Dustin and start winning with, uh, start to stop guessing, start winning. Join Awesome O Plus Golf. All right. All those majors fish are going to start winning. Moving on. Ottawa Senators at Winnipeg Jets. We've got uh, Ottawa coming in, one of the worst teams in the league. 2.53 implied total, 35% chance to win, taking on the Jets. 3.57 implied total, 66% chance to win. Uh, Senators last in the North, 13-21-4, uh, 30 points in 38 games. They are 21st in the league with 99 goals for. I mentioned they're dead last in the league with 141 goals against. If you remember the Flyers number in next to last, that was 129. That's a pretty big margin from uh, next to last to dead last. They are bad defensively. Uh, Jets pretty good, third in the North, third in the North uh, 48 points in 38 uh, games, uh, 121 goals, four puts them eighth, 102 goals against puts them 18th. So they are on uh, the defensive side of things, maybe giving up a little bit. Uh, what do we like in this one? So obviously this is going to be a, a heavy Winnipeg game. Uh, and it, the ownership shows on the top line, they're probably one of the highest owned lines of the night. And it totally makes sense because what the Jets like to do at home is send out the top line against the bottom six of the opponent. So the Connor Shifley Ehlers line is probably going to get this the Zingle uh, Bishop Brown matchup, which heavily favors the top line here. The one thing I will say is they are expensive and they are going to be very high owned. So just uh, be aware if you are going to, you know, lock button Winnipeg one, you want, you're going to want to differentiate a bit elsewhere. Uh, but again, I think this is one of my favorite spots on the night, Winnipeg one. Um, you get the two guys on the top power play, Connor and Shifley. Ehlers is on power play too, but he's one of the best wingers in the NHL. Uh, so I think you can totally fully correlate that line. And then really, if you look at this ownership, I really like this ownership on the second line. Uh, they're going to get, you know, the Stutzla Tierney Batherson matchup and Chris Tierney is not a very good defensive center at all. So I think, you know, the Dubois Wheeler Stassing line with two guys on power play one Dubois on power play two makes a lot of sense as well. I think as an ownership play, I think I, I like just from a pure ownership perspective, I like the second line more than I like the top line, but from a, from an actual play, like points, I like this top line a lot. The dogs seem to agree with me. They love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and what the, what the Jets like to do is send out the third line against the top competition. So that third line of Winnipeg is going to get the Kachuk Norris Paul matchup. So I think if you, if you do want to go to Ottawa, I think this Kachuk Norris Paul line makes a lot of sense. Also the Winnipeg penalty kill isn't uh, very good. They don't take a ton of penalties, but when they do, they have a hard time keeping, you know, the power play off the board. So I think you can do, you know, some kind of power play stack. If you want to, you know, one off Kachuk, that's fine. You want to do a two-man of Stutzla and Batherson, that's fine. You want to uh, put them in with Shabbat, I think that's fine. I think you take pieces of that power play if you're going to the Sens side. But really, this game is about the Winnipeg top six for me. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. 
Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. Uh, that top line is our top-ranked uh, line on the uh, on the board. You're paying up to get to them, but it seems like it's worth it. Uh, they're the lowest leverage score out of the three top lines, the three super payup lines that are over 20 K on DraftKings. So they're going to be uh, in terms of their probability of being the top two, they're going to be the team with the ownership that's closest to that probability, but they've got a pretty nice gap considering the matchup here um, over the next two t- uh, top ranked lines. So I think it makes a ton of sense to find a good way to, uh, to pay up to that. So as the third exp- third most expensive out of those, you're getting a little bit of a discount from the top lines from uh, these other two teams that we'll get into, uh, but you're, you're paying for it in ownership, essentially. So you're not getting far away from the field by going to them, but I think they're just totally, totally solid. It's good chalk in this, uh, in this situation. One of our best chances for, uh, for grabbing a handful of points. So I think that makes a ton of sense. I'm uh, just going down the list here to see where uh, the Ottawa line pops in. So it looks like the Ottawa one line on our top stacks is outside the top 10, but given their price, I think it makes a lot of sense to at least consider them. Um, and they're not, you know, all the way down the board. It's not like they're midway down the board in, in terms of all the available lines. They're like, you know, 12th, 13th, somewhere on here. So they've got a reasonable chance of sneaking into that top two. They're getting a little bit of attention though. 13-7 total uh, for the line is pretty inexpensive for that line. So maybe it does make sense to grab that and uh, try and put together some of the power play lines. Uh, if you're going to the Ottawa side of things, um, you know, worked your bot in there, like you said. He looks like he's getting a decent amount of ownership. Is there anybody else you would consider on uh, on the Ottawa blue line or uh, on the Winnipeg blue line? Uh, Nikita Zaitsev, he's a little expensive, 4,100, but he blocks a ton of shots. Uh, and this is a game where he's probably going to be busy with that. You have, if you're in that 4,000 range, I think he makes sense as a one-off. I'd rather see him in the mid to high threes, but at 4,100, it's still okay. On the Winnipeg side, if you're, you know, using either of the top two lines, I think you can put in Morrissey, and I think that's fine. I prefer Pionk. Ownership agrees with me. I think Pionk's the better player. Um, former Ranger. <laughs> Always got to throw that out there, but uh, I, I just think he's a better player than, than Morrissey, but Morrissey does correlate better on the power play. Right on. Anything uh, getting to any uh, Hellebuck uh, going up against a pretty bad Senators team? Uh, any Murray just for the uh, idea that he's going to face like a hundred shots? Yeah. So I, I always talk about these cheap row goalies who see a ton of volume. I think Murray makes some sense. Uh, he's not a priority for me because I think the Jets, you know, as Greg Sean would say, chop the wood. <laughs> so uh, Hellebuck at 8,400, I don't really like paying up for expensive goalies, especially if they're going to be chalky because they really need a, they really need a shutout. And yeah, he has shutout capabilities, but if he lets in one goal, his value is kind of uh, erased. So yeah, I, if I have, if I'm down my last spot and I have the salary for Hellebuck, I'll put him in, but really I don't think I'm going to pay up for him. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, anything we missed in this one? I think we hit it all. I was just reading a, a YouTube comment in there. Yeah, I missed a, 
Grizzlock, if we uh, if we're gonna do it that way. But uh, yeah, I do uh, appreciate you calling that out there, Seth. Moving on to uh, our next game, uh, what do we got here? Looks like the Colorado Avalanche at the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Avs coming in, excellent team. Uh, three point one three implied total, sixty two percent chance to win. Taking on the Wild at home, uh, two point four five implied total, forty percent chance to win. Avalanche first in the West. First in goals, four in the league, 132 of them tied for first in goals against with only 82 allowed. Fourth best power play at 23.36 effectiveness. Second best penalty kill at 87%. Wild come in third in the West, 48 points in 36 games. 16th in goals, four at 103. Fourth in goals against at 88, pretty solid defensively. 30th ranked power play, though, only 10.8% effectiveness on the power play. That is weak. But uh, fourth-ranked uh, penalty kill at 86.21%. So pretty effective defensive unit here uh, for the Wild, taking on a uh, just loaded Colorado team that uh, I think everybody's probably considering going to. Does that give you any hesitation in terms of uh, the Wild's ability on the defensive side of things, or do we not, uh, are we not sweating? Well, so the Wild are home, so really they're going to put out the Erickson Eck line against McKinnon. Now, that's a line I like to avoid if it's Erickson Eck, Greenway, and Foligno. Foligno still hurt, so it's Erickson Eck, Greenway, and Kaprizov. But Erickson Eck is one of the best defensive centers in the NHL. Um, you know, we talk about McKinnon being matchup proof. Uh, this is a tough matchup. Ownership reflects that matchup. That being said, uh, McKinnon's matchup proof. I think you should have some exposure in MME. I don't know if I'm going to get there in one to three. I think it's if you are going to use them in, in, in a limited amount of lineups, it's going to be a nice leverage play just because of their ownership and their ability to go off at any point. Uh, so I think I would consider them in one to three. I The more lineups you're building, the more I would start to consider them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a tough matchup. Kreisov isn't very good defensively, so there is some light at the end of the tunnel there. If it was Felino there would be no light and that would be an MME play only. So, but I think you can consider Colorado just from an ownership play. Anytime you can get Colorado under five, Colorado one under 5%, I think you have to consider it. But as you, you know, go up to 20 to 30 to 50 to hundred to 150, I think you can definitely get over the field and it won't take very uh, a lot to get over the field there. So if you want to go like three times the field, I think, you know, you're going to have some heavy leverage on one of the best lines in the NHL. And then you start going down Saad, Kadri, Burakovsky. They're going to be low owned as well. But I think this, you know, the Rask, Fiala, Bonina line is one that you can take advantage of. So I, I do like Colorado two, And I really like Colorado three as long as Nishushkin's uh, in. Nishushkin, Yost, Donskoy. Donskoy's still on power play one. He's up to 4,800. It's just pretty expensive. But Yost and Nishushkin are still very cheap. They're going to get a good matchup against the bottom six of the wild. And, you know, they're a good filler stack. You get the power play one with Donskoy. Um, I'm not saying go all in and on, but I definitely have some, especially at their ownership under 1%. I, I would imagine that creeps up a little bit, but even if even if it's like 2%, 3%, I still would use them as a filler stack. And then on the Minnesota side, I don't really want to use a full line just because Colorado is such a good defensive team. Um, all their top three lines have incredible goals against per 60 over the past, you know, six weeks. Grubauer is probably going to be in net. So if anything, I'm going to, you know, one off some players here like a Nick Bonino. He's uh, min price on the top power play. So I, I think that makes some sense. Um, if you want to, you know, one off uh, Ryan Hartman or Marcus Johansson, because Johansson's also min price. I think you can, but really I'm not going to be full stacking. I'm going to, Oh, okay. 
and then so I'm really not going to full stack. So it's more one-offs and maybe guys from the blue line. Makes sense. Yeah, you do have some really nice pricing to work with here. But as we, as you mentioned, and as we touched on, you know, just going up against a killer defensive matchup uh, on the wild side of things. So it's tough to, you know, tough, uh, tough to ask those guys uh, to really come through in any big way in this matchup. But there is plenty of savings here. Is it a consideration to, uh, you know, since they are so cheap to get to them a little bit more to build in, you know, maybe that top line uh, since they're going to be on the ice at least so much for only 13,000 and you do have a, you know, somewhat skilled uh, offensive player, at least in, uh, in Kaprizov and uh, Erickson Eck can put a, put the puck in the net every now and again. Do you go to them maybe a little bit more as a less expensive line to combine with, uh, you know, this, uh, this Winnipeg one that we want to get to at a high price or uh, Colorado or uh, Toronto one that you want to get to as a high price uh, the, the other two top lines that aren't on the other side of this game. Yeah. I mean, if you want to use them in MME, I think you can, that's just going against the, against the McKinnon matchup. is really tough, but like you said, they're going to be on the ice for more. I think if I had a full stack of line, it'd be the Fiala Ross Benina line, just because they're 10, one is a full line. Uh, they're fully correlated on the power play. Not that the abs, you know, give up a ton of power or penalty take, takes a lot of penalties. Their penalty kills pretty good, but for 10,100 for correlated power play line, I think it does make some sense. Uh, the more lineups you build, one to three, it's probably just going to be one-offs. But I do agree, even if in 20 max, you can take, you know, one or two out of your 20 to get that line in. Yeah, and, the, you know, look, it's it's a play that uh, is unlikely, but sometimes those are the ones we want in GPPs where they're going to be, you know, they're low on, they're cheap, and they just make things work at other spots. Uh, so if you can pick off a couple goals with it and, uh, and make it work, that uh, that works. Uh, on the on the defensive side of things, on the blue line, uh, for me, uh, Graves, uh, McCarr on uh, the Colorado side of things, you can get to some toes. And uh, Gerard is a power play two correlation, guys. None of them are going to be very highly owned. Looks like McCarr on FanDuel is the highest ownership point across any of them. Reasonably high price on him uh, on both sites. The other guy's somewhat affordable. Um, and then on uh, on the other side of things, Suter, Spurgeon, and uh, and Dumba on the uh, the power play units. You get uh, some shot blocking potential out of uh, guys like Broden, but uh, not much to see there. Anything on the blue line for you? I think um, Devin Taze makes a lot of sense, or Gerard, especially if you're going to move away from Colorado 1 and you're going to go to Colorado 2. I think one of those guys makes sense. If you're using Colorado 1, I think McCarr makes sense. I, I like any of Taze, Gerard, Graves, McCarr. Uh, McCarr, I would use with just Colorado one only the other guys I'm more willing to one off. And then on the Minnesota side, I think Matt Dumba, uh, 3,400 on DraftKings is very cheap for what he can do peripherally. He could block shots, put shots on net. Uh, it's a tough matchup, but for 3,400, when he's been up close to 6,000 points this season, makes some sense. Um, and if you like one of the, if you have a lean between Suter Spurge and Brodeen, I think you go for it. They're kind of six of one, half a dozen, another for me. There we go. All right, let's jump on uh, to the other game. We got to get this thing moving. But uh, before we do, guys, uh, mentioned at the top of the show, sponsored by Jock Market today. If you haven't heard of them, Jock Market turned fantasy sports into a stock exchange. Pretty cool site. A lot of fun to get into, and uh, just a really different way to go about this stuff. So forget waiting until the end of the game until you until the end of the game to make money. Can you tell when I'm reading and when I'm talking off the top of my head? It gets a little clunky when I try and read it. Jock Market allows you to buy and sell shares of players in real time for real money with guaranteed payouts for all the shares at the end of the night. With daily markets for NBA, MLB, NHL, and PGA, you can make real money every hour, every minute, every second of any match or any game. Use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players 
Then you buy, sell, or hold them during the game based on your own analysis. Download the app to get started. Use our exclusive AwesomeO promo code, AwesomeO50, for a $50 bonus on your first deposit. This is an exclusive offer only for our AwesomeO community. Make sure you take advantage of it. AwesomeO50, $50 bonus, jock market. Check it out. Vegas Golden Knights at the St. Louis Blues, another really, really good team uh, coming into St. Louis. Uh, and the Knights, 2.99 implied total, 57% chance to win at the St. Louis Blues, 2.59 implied total, 44% chance to win. Pretty tight matchup, I guess, uh, in Vegas. Low scoring. Uh, looks like a uh, you know decent, uh, it should be a fun game, I think, uh, to watch. And it seems like I'm uh, stalling for time because I was trying to pull them up and get my Excel sheet to click over so I could see the lines. Here we go. So on uh, the Vegas side of things, Patchy Reddy, Glass and Stone, uh, Marshall Carlson, Smith, Tuck, Nozick, and Roy. On the St. Louis side of things, Hoffman, O'Reilly, and Perron, Schwartz, Shannon, Carew, Barbashev, Thomas, and Tarasenko. Any big-time preference on uh, any side of these guys? I feel like Vegas has played every single Monday of the entire season. Every time I'm on a show, we talk about Vegas. I feel like every time I'm on the show, I'm talking about a game that was just played. It's just this NHL season, just weird. But, you know, the Blues the Blues mixed up their lines. Uh, looks like Ville Huso is going to go again. Uh, Bennington's getting a rest. So, you know, O'Reilly, Perron, they always match the top comp, and I imagine they're going to get the Stone Pacioretty glass line. I don't really like going against O'Reilly, Perron, just because of their pace of play. They slow it down tremendously. Um, I will say going without Stevenson, who's still suspended in glass there, you know, Vegas one is a little bit more high event. So I think going Hoffman, O'Reilly Perron makes some sense in MME. I don't know if I'd get there um, in one to three. Marshall Carlson Smith, um, you know, they're always a household name. They're always popular. I think, you know, it's a decent spot for them going against Schwartz, Shen, and Cairo. Um, I, I like Vegas too tonight. You get the two guys on power play one, Marshall and Carlson, Riley Smith on power play two, only at 3,600. I think, you know, Pareko's still out. They have their backup going. I think, you know, Vegas too definitely makes some sense tonight. The bottom six of Vegas don't, doesn't really do much for me if you want to one off a tuck or put them in on like a power play two stack. If you're, you know, building over 100 lineups, I guess that's fine. But for me, Vegas two is the spot for me. And Vegas one in MME makes some sense, even going against Riley Perron. I think that's fine. You know, uh, Pacioretty Stone, one of the elite duos in the NHL. If you want to leave off glass and put in, you know, a defenseman like Shea Theodore, Alex Petrangelo, I think that's fine. On the blue side, like I just talked about the top line, I think you can have some in MME going against, you know, Pacioretty Stone glass. That second line, I think you can as well, you know, uh, the Carlson line is good offensively. They're decent defensively, but they're not a shutdown line by any mean, by any means. So I think you can have some of that second line. Uh, if you want to have, you know, some of that third line, you know, one off a of Tarasenko, put him in with a Riley Perron for some power play. I think that's fine. But really this game as a whole is more of an MME with it being a five and a half total. I just think, you know, I think there's better spots on the board if you're building a limited amount of lineups, but there is a good amount to like, if you are expanding for 20 or more lineups. Yeah, and it's interesting. You see on uh, on the top stacks tool, uh, you mentioned uh, with the, the Vegas top two lines. Uh, Vegas two actually ranked right above, but uh, still above Vegas one in terms of probability of being one of our uh, top two stacks. So definitely makes a lot of sense to uh, to look to them instead of the line going into the uh, 
defensive buzz, buzzsaw. And then we've actually got uh, St. Louis one is ranked right next to those, uh, those two lines. So all three of those lines are kind of packed right together on the top stacks, but definitely in play from the mid range uh, based on that, not getting tremendous negative leverage. The, uh, the Vegas two line is the one that's coming up the most negatively leveraged, but it seems like a good enough spot. And the price is right. 14,000 for that full line. You can get to that without really hurting yourself, even at negative leverage, I think. So I think we're okay to go there for sure. Um, you mentioned uh, Theodore on, uh, on the uh, Vegas side of things. Any love for uh, Alec Martinez as a, uh, maybe a cheaper alternative to Theodore at, a, at lower ownership? Oh yeah. Especially if you're getting some power play too, guys. I think that certainly makes sense. I love Alec Martinez. Um, and if you're using the top line, I think Petrangelo makes sense. If you're using the second line, Petrangelo makes sense from a power play perspective. So if you, if you want to put them in with Martinez and Theodore, I think you're going to get that combo at a lower ownership. Nice. Yeah. 116 block shots on the year for Alec Martinez. That's, that has to start hurting after a while. Anything else, uh, anything with the goalies, anything else on uh, in this game before we move on? No, I'm going to be off Huso. If it is Robin Leonard, I think I'd use him in correlated Vegas lineups only. Um, again, this is an MME game. There's not much that I really want to play in one to three lineups. All right. Moving on, two games to go. We're uh, like seven or eight minutes or so. So uh, we're going to fire through these last two. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs 3 1 1 implied total, 61% chance to win. Coming into Calgary 2 4 7 implied total, 40% chance to win. Uh, we've got uh, the Leafs first in the North, uh, 53 points in 38 games, sixth in goals for, 10th in goals against, eighth ranked power play, 20th ranked pe- penalty kill, taking on the Flames, sixth in the North, 35 points. 20th ranked goals for 22nd ranked goals against 17th ranked power play 15th ranked penalty kill. Not a lot to love in terms of uh, the flames as a team, but are we seeing anything uh, within these lines that we want to get to? So this is a repeat of last night, the flame or the Leafs, excuse me, won four to two, I believe, but that was both of backup goalies. It was Riddick against Hutchinson tonight. It's Markstrom's confirmed and it's probably going to be Jack Campbell. I would imagine unless he's not medically cleared. Um, you know, the Kachuk, Lindholm, Dubay line is going to get the Matthews, Marner, Hyman line. If you want to use them, I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, you know, I talk about Matthews all the time. He's expensive. He's going to be owned. He's probably going to score. So you, <laughs> you, you just kind of have to figure out what you want to do there. I think MME, I think that line certainly makes sense. But where I want to focus is Toronto 2, Galchenyuk, Tavares, Nylander getting that monaghan Gaudreau matchup, which – you know, that line has been awful defensively. Monaghan and Gaudreau have been bad all season. And since Galchenyuk moved to the second line on Toronto, that line has been very good. You get Tavares on power play one, Nylander power play two. Galchenyuk's on the power play. So the, you know, the, from a power play standpoint, you know, the correlation is bad, but I think this is a very good spot for them five on five. And I think, you know, that's the line where I want to go at the flames. Uh, bottom bottom six of the Toronto doesn't really interest me much at all. So really Toronto, it's Toronto two is my favorite spot. And obviously Toronto one, if you want to use them, I'd never tell you not to use them. They're an elite line, especially with Hyman up there offensively. It's their best iteration on the flame side. I'm kind of, I'm kind of off them uh, for the most part. If you want to have a Lindholm Kachuk duo, I think that's fine. Where I would go if I had to go there is that third line, Lucic, Backlund, Mangiapane. They're fully correlated power play, too. Uh, the Leafs aren't in a defensive juggernaut. So I think, you know, that Calgary third line is a decent filler spot tonight. They're not a priority for me. They'd be a secondary option in MME. 
Yeah, I like that that, that third line and uh, the power play correlation they bring. It's uh, decent puck skills on that line. And just, you know, a couple guys that I just think maybe it's me and just like the kind of hockey players that I like to watch and that I like, but I just like the way that line uh, comes together. And I, I do like the idea of, uh, you know, maybe attacking the Leafs uh, with the power play. So maybe get to that second power play unit. Uh, that's their their one weak spot in terms of uh, what we talked about as a team. 77.88% penalty kill. 20th ranked in the league uh, on the penalty kill. So that might be the uh, the entrance point on how to attack this Leafs team. But uh, yeah, not a ton to uh, to love on uh, the Calgary side of things. Anything on the blue lines before we move on or before the goalies? We got one more to go through. Yeah, I mean, I know Morgan Riley scored yesterday. Maybe he's starting to turn around. So if you're using, you know, Leafs power play, you can put him in. His prices come down to 5,000. He doesn't excite me very much. So really – um, Noah Hannafin infusing the Calgary third line, but really I'm going to look elsewhere for de- defenseman tonight. Makes sense. And you said no love for the uh, 200 year old uh, Joe Thornton, Jason Spencer combo on uh, Toronto three. I know Alex Baker will have 149 of 150 lines with, with that combo. <laughs> not really, but uh, yeah, probably not. I think there's a ton of cheap spots that are better. Yeah. Yeah. Just better spots to go to just that, that, Galchenyuk making all the difference on that second line is just so strange, but it seems to have come true and seems to be working. So let's move on uh, guys uh, wrapping up things here, but uh, remember all the rankings uh, across the major sports anyway are free today. So hit up the site, baseball, basketball, hockey, you're getting free rankings. We're brought to you by jock market. Check them out. Fun new way to do daily fantasy sports as a stock exchange, a lot of guaranteed money, hit the like and subscribe right down there below the video window We've got the Dustin promo going for our uh, Masters and for uh, a couple uh, buy one, get one for uh, golf. We've got the starting nine promo going. First nine days of, uh, of baseball, uh, getting a deal on that. So check out the different promo codes. Hit up the site. we got all kinds of stuff going on. Make sure you join up in Slack. Say hi. I'm Team McB74 in there. I'm around all the time, ready to answer questions, happy to talk shop anytime. So jump in Slack, hit us up, join up at the site, and uh, stop guessing, start winning. Last game of the slate, Arizona Coyotes at the Los Angeles Kings. Yotes coming in uh, 2.64 implied total, 46.5% chance to win. Kings on the other side, 2.93 implied total, 55.9% chance to win. Yotes fourth in the West, uh, 41 points in 38 games. Kings seventh in the West, 34 points in 36 games. Uh, pretty bad offensive teams. Uh, Yotes 19th, 99 goals for Kings 22nd with 97, both allowing a decent amount. And, uh, Yotes 19th with 114 against, uh, Kings are 12th with 101 against, but the Kings are pretty good on the PK third in the league at 86.41% penalty kill. And, uh, the Coyotes right there, seventh in the league, uh, 82.7% penalty kill on that side. We have, uh, lines on this one that I will, uh, get to. Oh, there they are. They're hiding up at the top because the last game needs to go at the top. Bunting, Schmaltz, and Garland, Keller, Dvorak, and Kessel, Cruz, Broussard, and Hayden on the uh, Yotes side of things. Iofalo, Kopitar, and Brown up top for the Kings. Moore, Velarde, and Carter. Uh, and then uh, Anastasio, uh, Anderson uh, with something with a D. I don't know the back half of his last name. Cut off and Kempe. Uh, what are we liking on, uh, on this one? Okay, so I, I like that you just mentioned that the Yotes are seventh on the penalty kill at 82%. They have been completely bailed out by their goaltending on the penalty kill. They're somewhere up around like a 94% save percentage on the penalty kill. There's no way that's going to last. Now they have their like 38th string goalie and Ivan <laughs> Rosvitov, unless, you know, Aiden Hill goes on a back-to-back. So I do really like this Kings top line tonight. I'll follow Kopitar Brown. Their ownership is, you know, in check 
their prices in check. So it checks a bunch of boxes for me. They're going to get their minutes. They're going to get, you know, a decent matchup on the Yotes side. So I think it doesn't make sense going to the Kings top line. Um, if you want to go to Vlardy and Carter, I'm, I always, I always like them. I think you can. Um, but for me, I, I think I would prefer the Anthony CU Anderson Dolan Kempe line. They're, uh, they're going to get, you know, a bottom six matchup for the Yotes, which is bad. Uh, you get Anthony CU and Anderson Dolan on power play two. get Kempe on power play one. Kempe is one of my favorite uh, players. Uh, so I like that Kings third line. And then on the Yotes side, <clears throat> Schmaltz Garland is going to go into Kopitar, so I'm probably going to be underweight on them. The line that I do like is the Keller Devorak Kessel line. As long as they're together, they're going to get the more Velarde Carter. I think you can take advantage of that there. Uh, they're not a priority for me, but at their ownership, it doesn't take much to get over the field. So uh, Kings one, Yotes two, and then Kings three are my spots from this game. There we go. And then, uh, so obviously we're not going to the uh, Yotes goaltender on this one. Uh, anything on uh, on the Kings side as far as uh, goalie or uh, anything you like coming off the blue line, a little Drew Doughty uh, on the uh, Yotes side, a uh, little Chichurin, uh, anything there? I see chat is telling me that Aiden Hill's going on a back-to-back. That's oh. fine. It's, you know, that doesn't really change my analysis. On the blue line, if you're going to use the Kings top line, I think Doughty makes sense. He's under 5,000. That price is nice. If you're going to use the third line, you can either use Doughty or – you know, I think uh, Roy is still out, so Sean Walker makes some sense. Going to go back to Chikrin, it, it's kind of like chasing points, 6,000, coming off a hat trick. Really, uh, if I'm going to, you know, one-off a guy, it's probably going to be Goligoski. And then in that, that's Cal Peterson. I do have some interest in Cal Peterson. Just before we jump off, I know we're uh, OT already, but uh, just looking at that uh, FanDuel ownership for Chikrin, uh, 16.6%. Does that scare you off? Like, would you use him even as a one-off at that point where he's that highly owned? I think that's uh, kind of a scare yeah, point. Not in this spot, no. Yeah, makes sense. All right, rock and roll. I think we got through all of them. I hope we didn't leave any games out or anything like that. But uh, this was fun. Talked through a lot here. So, uh, guys, hit the like and subscribe. Make sure you hit the site. Josh, anything to plug before we jump off? Uh, I'm going to give you my hat trick pick, Tyler Toffoli. Oh, nice. I didn't actually think of one, so uh, – yeah, I'll go with that, too. I'll just steal yours. <laughs> Tyler Toffoli, six-goal night. <laughs> Love, it. Love it. Yeah. Lock him up. Appreciate it, guys. This was a lot of fun. Josh, catch your rounds. Guys, yeah. see you later. Have a great night. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Es la venta para amigos y familiares de JCPenney, con un cupón de 30% extra que podrás usar por encima de los descuentos que encontrarás por toda la tienda, como 50% de descuento en esenciales para el hogar y hasta 40% de descuento en Liz Claiborne. No olvides usar tu cupón de 30% extra y ahorra por toda la tienda. JCPenney, celebraciones que valen la pena. Ofertas válidas en selección de estilos. Cupón de 30% válido hasta el 3 de diciembre. Evento de Liz Claiborne hasta el 6 de diciembre. Venta del hogar hasta el 17 de diciembre. Aplican exclusiones. Detalles en la tienda jcp.com.